Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. And you can listen to our Warren Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Warren Radio is now on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music and Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. And be sure not to miss the following posts on our in-depth biblical articles and radio shows. On Dana Glenn Smith and warn-usa.com What is Truth? And on danaglennsmith.com Body of Christ presses toward the prize. Living lights in a world of darkness. The resolute Christian amidst chaos. On warn-usa.com Righteous Justice, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 79 Justified by Faith, Book of Romans, Part 6 America Warned, Advocacy, Persecuted Church Report World Events, Prophecy, Classic, Warn Radio And you don't want to miss these WIBR Warren Radio shows from August 16th through the 18th on warren-usa.com. Wednesday's Advocacy Show, Christian Hope, Injustice, Awaken, Communist Christianity, Prayer, Persecution on Warren Radio. Thursday's Isaiah Series, Break Every Yoke. Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 184 on Battle Lines. And Friday's Sound the Shofar, Full Assurance of Faith, Rejuvenating Hope in Christ, Part 6. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storyline of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. You can get your copy on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram, Angus & Robertson, and The Rising eBook can be found on Google Play. You can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Glad to be here again. 
on a Thursday on battle lines. And that's what it is. It's a battle in the world today. Yes, it is, but God's on our side, so we're on the winning team. Yep. He is in full control. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And so we've been doing this for a while, but uh, here we are. This is a particularly important little section on fasting. And so without further ado. Okay. I have chosen Isaiah's prophetic book, part 185 on battle lines. I have chosen leads this the study this week as we look as we will look at what God has chosen for his people to do when fasting compassion and love instead of stiff-necked religious lifting up of their own fake righteousness the lifting of the head when fasting posturing themselves to make them look how how righteous a thing it is to fast going without food all the while nurturing themselves while so many people are suffering around them god wanted his people to help those around him jews who suffered those bound by darkness and those yoked with wickedness who cannot find peace or joy to fill empty bellies to let the milk of human kindness soothe as a balm of gilead to the souls of the afflicted it is not to make pretense and lift thyself up as an exalted mountain of righteous ways righteousness righteous were to understand the love of god and pursue it in the course of this, healing and rescuing their fellow countrymen from torment and bondage. And now back to you. Thank you, Tower. We're going to begin at Isaiah 58 and 7. And uh, we have been covering this little section Is it not, and it's referring to the fasting from the other part of the section, is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry? Fasting. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry? That thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house, when thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide thyself not from thine own flesh. You know, fasting is not new in the church. And not new when you first begin. And a lot of the times that we were fasting there was various reasons for fasting. And there's a lot of New Testament stuff on fasting. And, and that includes not making a show, you know, that you're fasting. In fact, don't let them know that you're fasting. And, and that was uh, part of the thing. Keep it secret. But when we look in this, we see a little bit of humanitarian aid. You know, a ministry when you're fasting, and that is to make a way or to make sure you see the needs that are around you. Now, he said, from thine own flesh. Now, we look at this and we see this within the context of Israel and how they were acting towards their own people that they would fast and others who had no food and had a lot of trouble you know were not taken care of and so this is really when we talk about fasting in this section it's it's more than just going without eating. It is showing the love of God. And what good does it do to fast, lift yourself up, and you have people all around you 
that need help. And and I think that's a good issue. You know. And so he says that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house. When thou seest the naked that thou cover him that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh. And again we look at thine own flesh. So we would look at this as fellow Jews, you know, those people who were living in Israel. Now, it's interesting to note that even in modern day, like today, we have now millions upon millions of people that came up here from all over the world. But the thing about the way they got up here there was situated all along the way a trail and signs and water and other things to help them get to America. This has been put on. This has been orchestrated. So now America sits with, last time I seen it was 8 million uh, illegals as we call them. And so when I when I look at this, I don't see people that are part of an orchestrated takeover of America. I see people here within Israel that there is trouble in Israel. And there was trouble with the law as well in the judicial areas. They had a lot of trouble. And there was people that were going hungry. There were people that didn't have homes. You know, they had trouble. And I see this as a way that God says, how can you just fast and not see those around you? And and I think that when we're looking at the basic meaning here and we're understanding, you know, if you're fasting, you know, and you're before God and you're getting righteous and all this other stuff, and there's people that are starving to death, people that have trouble, you know, God behooves us to do something. And, uh, and see, that's one thing about this. And that is to help. You know, because after all, in the main crux of the law, is love. Now see, that's what the Jews missed. Now I can't say all of them, but the, the things we get and we study in the Old Testament, they, they missed that. Love. They did it out of a fervor, out of an obedience, but it, it was a staunch obedience of the law without the love of God. And of course it's a real difficult thing when we talk about the old covenant and the new. Because in the old covenant the Lord hadn't come yet. There was no Messiah yet. And so as we move on and I want to touch on something from Isaiah I mean Matthew 25 31 through 40. And, you know, when we look at fasting, when we look at the things we do as believers, uh, let's take a look at this. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all the nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Then he says this, For I was a hungered, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. 
naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hungered, or fed thee, or thirsty, or gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and we took thee in, or naked, and we clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it to one of the least of these my brethren, you have done it unto me. And again, when I see these things, when I read this, I think even in America, see, we've been such a blessed, rich society, and our churches have never had to worry about getting enough tithe money. They've never had to worry about starving. There was always, usually always jobs for people. And so we really didn't see it, but you get over in some of the countries where we've reported on in our persecuted church show. These people have nothing. And so the only way they get something is if somebody intervenes. And so that's why we work as people who will stand up and remind people of our duty. We covered our programs. We're an advocate for the persecuted. But see, the Lord you know, relates all this, this is personal. Because the issue is not the fasting as much as it is what do you do when you fast. And and I think that's a good point. But in America, there's a lot of people that are not starving yet. There are people that are having trouble. There are people that don't want to work, so they don't have nothing. You know, I approached a guy, it was cold, and uh, there was a place for him to go. And it's a nice place for people on the street. They can go live there, and they help them out. He wouldn't go. I couldn't get him to go. I, I was going to drive him there. But he didn't want to go. So I went inside and he stayed out where he was because he didn't want anybody to do anything. I wanted to, didn't want to go there. That would have been foodie, food, clothing, and shelter. I was in another place where I had my offices and it was early one morning, seven thirty, eight o'clock. And there was a guy coming down the street one way and there was another guy across the street. And I happened to notice both of them about the same time. Well, the one caddy corner across the street saw me and made a beeline right towards me. And as soon as I got to the door, he was behind me. And he wanted, you know, it was a little chilly. And uh, he was needing some help. Well, I just happened to have some extra clothes in my office. So I said, you want a good coat? He said, yes. So I gave him a good coat. I didn't have a lot of food, so I gave him what I had. And he went away. Never seen him again. <coughs> but see, when we get into the law here with the Jews, and of course this is Judah, they were having a lot of issues in relationships with the Lord. 
And there was a lot of things going on in Judah, and things weren't right. There was sin in the camp. But they could fast. But there was a lot of people suffering. Now in Hebrews, here's another one. These all relate to the same thing that the Lord is talking about. 13, there's eight verses here. Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Now you see, the way that guy came up to me the way he did, that's what I thought after he left that he might have been an angel unaware checking us out checking me out see what I would do and it says to remember them that are in bonds as bound with them and them which suffer adversity as being yourselves also in the body now see that's what you do when you're talking about helping the persecuted church Marriage is honorable at all in the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. Now see, these are all in the context of Hebrews 13. The first thing he says is let brotherly love continue. But he also warns what not to do. God will judge whoremongers and adulterers. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have for he saith I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So that we may boldly say the Lord is my helper and I'll not fear what man shall do unto me. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now that's some overall advice. But see, he doesn't forget to mention, you know, Do not be slack or forgetful to entertain strangers when you count them. Encounter them. They may want something, may need something. But of course, I'm not talking about the robbers and thieves out there. So you've got to be careful. You've got to be led of the Lord. But normally, if there's someone that is starving to death, he's usually sitting on the ground or she's sitting on the ground and they don't have a knife out. They're not trying to do anything. So you can tell. I ran into someone on the street. Uh, it's been some time ago. And I got to talking with him. And he was a backslidden pastor. And I prayed with him. Talked with him. Gave him some money. What I had. And I never seen him again. But you see, I tried to help him as much as I could. But he was in the process of going somewhere. And see, this is what these people do. They're moving all the time. But see, the whole thing that God is getting at is that if you're going to fast, that's okay. But fasting is to break yokes. You know, when you fast, you break a yoke. You come up against the powers of darkness. You're fasting and praying and you're binding that. And so the fast and the prayer goes along with the power to cast out things to bring in healing and deliverances and, and and that's great but the other part of the gospel the one part that you know man if if they don't have food and starving 
Why are you telling them about the salvation of Yeshua? You want to tell them. But at least give them something to eat and a drink of water or whatever they need. I mean, the most important part is the human, is the person. You know, I see people going out and they make a big deal of rescuing dogs all the time. Meanwhile, you know, and, and also they'll save the whales and the porpoises. You know, they, they'll save the panda bears. They'll save anything. But they'll let the the humans rot on the street. That's what they're doing in in California. Now, I'm not a newcomer to California. My family's from there. And when Tower and I went to California to visit relatives, I never saw anything. And I, and I also was walking on Alioto's Wharf with my family when we went there to eat. And it didn't look like it did when I seen it in the news not too long ago. California is broken down. America is broken down. And so if there's anything we need to do in the church, we need to be fasting and praying, but we also need to make sure that we're helping to meet the needs of those who help need help. Now in Psalm 37, 3 through 9, it's really a good good section I'm not going to read the whole thing but I'm I'm doing this uh, trust in the Lord and do good do good what is good well it's the opposite of bad it means you do good someone needs help you do good to them unfortunately in our economy and in our country today we don't know how to take care of the fellow man. I don't know how many times I've seen on videos that were shot around of people in this, you know, New York or some other big city. Somebody's been beaten up and they've stripped him and the people are sitting around laughing at him. Not getting him help. Yeah, that's the America, right? So trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. If you trust the Lord and do good. Not do evil. Not hate. Not do the things we're doing in America. Trust in the Lord and do good. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he'll give thee the desires of thy heart. There's your house. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he will bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and the, thy judgment as a noonday. Now you see, those are all good. You trust the Lord, you delight in the Lord, you commit your way. He'll bring forth your righteousness. But you're supposed to be doing good. You know the Lord, but do good. Now here's a good one for you. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his way because of the man who brings wicked devices to pass. Dear God in heaven, we're seeing that right now, the way they're treating Trump. You know, you see the wickedness and you want to do something. But it says, fret not yourself in any way. In other words, don't fret, don't worry about it. You're not to do any evil thing. You see, there's, there's two sides here. When we're talking about fasting, there's fasting to break these bonds. But if you're going to go fast, and you see a need, and people need help, 
you're going to be fasting about them and and not just say, well, oh, God, send this or send that. But if it's in your power to alleviate him or to help him, you should do it. Now here's a little one I want to move on here. John 12:46 I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. What is hate? That's darkness. What is helping someone with food or clothing or something? That's light. That's good. There's a difference here. There's wickedness and there's good. And in America we have a lot of wickedness. So we need to figure out what's good and what isn't. You should be able to do it. Here's a good one. Proverbs 4.18 The path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. That sounds like America today. There's a lot of wicked out there. That's what they're choosing to do. I'm not telling them to do it. But we got a lot of wickedness in this country today. And that's including the church. So when you get down to 58... Isaiah 58 and verse 9. You begin to get the summation. You begin to get the the rest of it. Because yeah, we get it. When we're fasting, we're to take care of the needs. But he says, Then shalt thou call. Who are you calling? On the Lord. You're supposed to be Praying and seeking his face all the time anyway. Walking in his light. First John 1 says, If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We have fellowship because we're in the light together. Then shalt thou call and the Lord will answer. Thou shalt cry and he shall say, Here I am. Lord where are you well I'm right here that would scare the living daylights out of me I mean how many of you hear audible voice say here I am there's a small still voice it says there will be a small voice that you shall hear in your ear behind you thou shalt call and the Lord will answer Here am I. But he says, If thou shalt take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger, and speak in vanity. Well, people put forth the finger all the time in various ways. See, and, and that's, when you get in fasting, you know, it's easy to, you know, when you're fasting, that yoke is the thing that is tying people down. It's a burden. It's something they can't get rid of. And he's talking to the people. He's talking to the people who he's, you know, he's naturally addressing. He just talked to them about fasting. And the yoke is the way and the method that they were keeping the fast that God didn't like. Because from the looks of what they were, you know, the Lord talked about, is that they didn't do those things. They would just 
do their regular thing and you know they were righteous you know and especially when you got the Pharisees you know standing around and there was a lot of them that, there's a lot of them that can be very self-righteous I mean if you if you look at any pictures of Israel especially now with some of the troubles they're having you know a lot of these Jews if they're ultra orthodox um, they're all dressed up all the time and some of them don't have to fight in the army so they just study the Torah all the time so if there's one thing they know is the Torah but these are also the kind of people that would persecute Christians and they do there's been more and more persecution in Israel and Christians are the biggest supporter of Israel but no more because now you have the ultra-orthodox and others that are rejecting the presence of Christians there Isaiah 58 6 just to remind you is this not the fast I have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness to undo the heavy burdens to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke you know if they don't have enough food you help them get food if they can't find a job help them to find a job but there's some things that take fasting and prayer and you're dealing with demons of darkness that you have to bind and call these things in maybe it's somebody that needs a demon cast out of them Psalm 66, 16 through 20. I like this because this comes along the same line. Come and hear all you that fear God and I will declare what he has done for my soul. I cried unto him with my mouth and he was extolled with my tongue. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Now see, he knew that. That's what he's saying there. But if you look at Israel, look at Judah, and you see how much trouble they got in, not only did they regard iniquity, they imbibed in it. And they served other gods. So then they started having trouble, and they couldn't figure out why. And then by the time, you know, uh, Jeremiah was getting really wound up, they didn't want him around at all. Because he reminded them of their sins, they needed to repent. They wouldn't listen. If I regard iniquity, the Lord will not hear me. Regard iniquity in my heart, that is. But he says, but God has heard me. He's attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, which has not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. Now see, that's what we all want. Whether you're in the new covenant, whether you're in the old covenant, you want God to hear you. You're going to go through things. You're going to have troubles. And when you pray, you want God. To, you want to know that God is there. You want to know He will listen. You want to know that He will help you in whatever you're going through. You know, we are flesh. We need God. And He has set up a program through His Son, a redemption, to make it a viable alternative for you rather than hell. Isaiah 58.10 If thou draw out thy soul to the hungry, satisfy the afflicted soul. Now see, that's he's summing it up. If thou shalt draw out thy soul to the hungry, Well, one way that that 
we do do that is there's a number of these ministries humanitarian organizations and they have certain things they need to get to the people and we help with that and the funds we give go directly to these people in need but see what about the people that you walk by every day in America you know I saw this interview this guy that was homeless and he lived in a tent this was in California and they were talking to him and he says well I get $800 to sit here and stay in this tent on the sidewalk $800 is more than enough for him to eat pretty good so what kind of a government will keep their citizens on the sidewalk and pay them good money for doing it? Well, that's the way America is today. They didn't give him a house. They gave him, you know, he has a tent. Now Deuteronomy 15, 7 through 11 kind of explains this too. When we talk about why would God tell them to open their hearts, you know, to the hungry and the others around them. If there be any among you a poor man of one of thy brethren. Now see, the, these are Jews taking care of Jews. That's what they're supposed to do. A poor man of one of thy brethren. That's somebody from one of the 12 tribes within any of your gates in thy land which the Lord thy God giveth thee thou shalt not harden thy heart nor shut thy hand from thy poor brother now see this is the issue directly in Isaiah this is what the Lord's talking about he's not telling them you know he's not talking about all the heathen over here or over there he's talking about those poor brethren of theirs their own brethren but thou shalt open thy hand wide unto him and shall surely lend him sufficient for his need in that which he wanteth beware that there be not a thought in thy wicked heart saying the seventh year the year of release is at hand and thine eye be evil against thy poor brother, and thou givest him not. And he cried unto the Lord against me, and it be a sin unto thee. Thou shalt surely give him in thine heart, and shalt not be grieved when thou givest unto him. Because that for this thing the Lord thy God shall bless thee in all thy works, and all that thou puttest thy hand to do. For the poor shall never cease out of the land, Therefore I command thee, saying, Thou shalt open thy hand wide unto thy brother, to thy poor, to thy needy, and in thy land. Now, if that don't explain it, I don't know what to tell you. Because although we have, you know, the law, this is the law. The law just isn't yes and no. I mean, there's a lot of commandments. But the essence of a commandment is love. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, and all thy soul. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. That's what it's about. It was about that in the time of the Torah when it was given and in Judah's time when Jeremiah was trying to warn him to repent and it's the same here as we go through this and Isaiah is telling them this is what a real fast is they should have known this these were Jews these Jews knew they knew the scripture Fifty-eight, eleven, and the Lord shall guide thee. They're summing up the. Now this is the blessings. The Lord shall guide thee continually, 
and satisfy thy soul in drought. Make fat thy bones. I've never seen a fat bone, but this is what it says. In other words, you will be. That's abundance. Thou shalt be like a watered garden and like a spring of water, who waters fail not. So the Lord will guide you continually. He will satisfy your soul in the drought. He will make fat your bones, and you'll be like a watered garden, like a spring of water, whose waters fail not. And I know what a spring is, because my grandpa's cabin had a spring. Deep, dark, fresh, bubbling water that you could drink right out of the ground. So when I see this, I mean, this makes you want to fast. <laughs> you know, for the Lord to guide you continually, continually, satisfy your soul in the drought, make fat your bones, you'll be like a watered garden and a spring of water. I mean, in other words, you're going to be blessed. The Lord will bless you for it. Now, Job uses this as well 31 uh, 16 and 17 he says this if I have withheld the poor from their desire or have caused the eyes of the widow to fail or have eaten my morsel myself alone and the fatherless has not eaten thereof now see Job got it but this is America in the new covenant so it's possible for people to eat and be full while the fatherless have nothing. Now we don't have a lot of them. Now since we've had 8 million come in, you know, they most of them were put up in motels, major hotels, rich hotels. I mean, you know, we we have people living on the streets including ex you know veterans nobody's done anything to help them but we got 8 million that Biden allowed into the country which should have never come and they put them up in motels they even got free phones most of them I mean the hypocrisy of the Biden administration Pretending to care for people when his real goal is to get them here and allow them to vote in Democrats forever. That's his goal. But see, this is the wickedness of America today. So I throw it in. If you think America is righteous, you're wrong. They're not righteous. It doesn't mean everybody's a pagan, but we are in trouble. And I like this one, 58.12. Now see, we're talking, we're summing up after the main points about fasting. Telling you what you should be doing. Well, 12 says this, 58.12. And they, shall, they that shall be of thee shall build up, shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations. And thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. Now see, this reminds me of the Messiah. Because he was the repairer of the breach. And they sh that shall be of thee shall build up the old waste places. They'll raise up the foundations of many generations. In other words, when you begin repairing those things, and that's what this repair of the breach, that thing which broke, the restore of paths to dwell in. I mean, there's a lot of paths that people will walk in. Now see, 
when we talk about the restorer, I want to do something out of uh, Amos 9, 13 through 15. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper, and the treader of grapes him that sows seed, and the mountains shall drop sweet wine, and all the hills shall melt. Now that signifies plenty. And that again? Signifies plenty. You mean the... Uh, Amos what? Amos nine thirteen through 15. Thank you. This is very good. And I'll bring again the captivity of my people of Israel. And they shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and drink the wine thereof. And they shall also make <coughs> gardens and eat the fruit of them. And I'll plant them upon their land, and they shall no more be pulled up out of their land, which I have given them, saith the Lord. Now that, for all intents and purposes, we see Israel in the land as, as fulfilling this particular scripture. Now this is what Ezekiel says about this. 37, 24 through 27. And David my servant shall be king over them. This is Yahshua. Jesus is known as the greater son of David, prophetically. And David, my servant, shall be king over them. And they all shall have one shepherd. And they shall also walk in my judgments and observe my statutes and do them. And they shall dwell in the land they have, that I have given unto Jacob, my servant, wherein your fathers have dwelt, and they shall dwell therein, even they, their children, and their children's children forever. And my servant David shall be their prince forever. Now that is Yahshua, Jesus Christ. And that's going to take, you know, that's going to be fulfilled when he comes again. And it's not just going to be Israel. For, he, for it says, the nations of them that are saved will walk on the streets. This is on the streets of Jerusalem, you know, the, the heavenly city. Moreover, I'll make a covenant of peace with them, and it shall be an everlasting covenant with them, and I will place them and multiply them, and will set my sanctuary in the midst of them forevermore. Now that is the temple of God. My tabernacle shall also be with them, yea, I'll be their God, and they shall be my people. All of this stuff is going to come to pass. All of these things. Now, one of the things that I talk about is the Almighty. Revelation 1, 7 through 8. Behold, he cometh with the clouds, and every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. They also which pierced him, who is that? That was the Jews. And it says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord, which is, which was, which is to come, the Almighty. And I remind people of this all the time. Revelation 1, 7 through 8, in the first chapter of Revelation, the Lord, it, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord, which is, which was, which is to come, the Almighty. That's who he is. And so we're running out of some time here, but I have a lot of uh, Revelation 21, 2 through 8. You find the holy city, New Jerusalem, and that will reference the previous thing we were talking about that his temple would be in the, in, in the midst of him and I saw the holy city New Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven prepared as a bride adorned for her husband and I heard a great voice out of heaven saying behold the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them they will be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God and that's where he wipes away all tears. But you notice what it says. The tabernacle of God is with men. The tabernacle of God is not with men right now. Unless you know him and are saved. 
and the Spirit of God is on the inside of you, you are the temple of God because of the Spirit of God on the inside of you. But one day, his tabernacle will be on this earth. And this earth, the curse, we totally wiped away. Totally different. And Revelation 21 also talks about the Holy Jerusalem. And he carried me away in a spirit to great and high mountain, showed me that great city, the Holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Now the Jews actually are waiting for the tabernacle, waiting for that to come out of out of the heavens. They believe it's going to be from the heaven and, and set down. And, you know, you can look at this and see this is what it says. It says that. Now see, beings as we live in it, in America and, and we, yeah we're Christians we have faith but we just don't believe a lot of this stuff you know so you know we think of God as up there somewhere we think of the ethereal as far as heaven's concerned but believe me this stuff is real God is in charge he knows what's going on so now we're going to leave this at Isaiah 58:13 and it'll be dealing with the sabbath and a sabbath in the Jews life and in God's purposes is important Father thank you for your word bless your word to those who heard it or hear it whenever they do and in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. Amen. Okay, Tower, you okay. can... Okay. Well, that was a good word tonight. Thankful for God's word and his mercy. Yeah, it's not all going to be like this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it's not. Thank God. And he wants to do us what he wants us to do what he does. You know, to be good to the people, to help them and Yeah. To be more Christ-like. Yeah. So Isaiah fifty-eight thirteen. That will be good on the Sabbath next week or next yes next week. So at any rate, we're ready to get out of here. Okay. Well, good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Whenever you do, we're always thankful that you're here. We're thankful for you, and we love you, and pray for you, and. Pray for your brethren around the world and pray for us. And we thank you for all you do for the King. And thank you for your prayers. And may God richly bless you in all that you do. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Be sure to listen to the shows, read the articles. And don't forget to pick up a copy of my book, The Rising, by Dana Glenn Smith. We have another one, book one, Steal the Darkness. Check them out. Go to our store over on Dana Glenn Smith. Get a copy. Tell your friends. And leave a comment after you get done reading it to let us know what you thought. Till next time, be safe. Shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 